I found it really interesting that some people, people's were responses were like, don't send me this. Stop sending me images and videos of people who look like me being murdered or harmed or violence being done. I understand. What up, Black man? <laughs> Welcome to the Beneficial Black Man podcast, where we focus on helping Black men to overcome mediocrity, to become beneficial for their community by discussing faith, creativity, personal development, and mental and emotional health management. I am your host, Jamile Calpin. Welcome to another episode, another episode. I hope you're doing well. hope you're protecting your mental, mental, and you're finding time for an emotional release valve, like every episode that we've been doing so far. Gonna start with a high, a low, talking about creativity, and then getting into today's topic, which is really don't, don't grow numb to the noise. And I think that's really difficult um, to do, especially as black people in general, as black men too. Like we can't grow numb to the noise. But before we jump into the episode, let's get into, let's do this mental, mental check-in. Let's see how, how things are going. So for me, recently my high just celebrated my wife's birthday. So that, that was exciting. And I had a lot of stuff planned. <laughs> and so for anybody that's like dating or married or whatever, you're in a relationship. And you want to surprise your your significant other, whether it's with a gift, whether it's with a special experience, a party, whatever. Sometimes it can be nerve wracking, right? Because you're trying to plan it, you're trying to get everything just right. And the hard one of the hard things about planning a surprise is if you're including other people in that plan. So you know whether it's friends, family, coworkers, whatever. You know you could plan and do stuff for yourself. Like you can control yourself. You can keep things a secret to yourself. It's a little trickier when you're dealing with other people, but you know, it's fun. It's it's fun when you, when it actually goes well, when the person you're trying to surprise is actually surprised. It's also a little challenging when whoever you're trying to surprise is like really, like they ask, ask a lot of questions or they're very suspicious. You know, so like my wife can be suspicious of the things that I'm trying to plan. So it, it gets a little uh, dicey sometimes. Like, all right, how can I do this <laughs> so that she doesn't know what's happening? But anyways, I was cel- celebrating my wife and it was awesome. It was a great time. And I'm, I'm very grateful that I was able to do that. You know, being able to treat my wife to different things. Like we went to dinner. We did a staycation in the city. We hung out in Baltimore. It was great. It was great. And we also went, did karaoke. <laughs> we did karaoke with, with some friends, which was fun. And we also went to... In DC, they have this thing called the Museum of, of Illusions. And it looks like it's a, a museum that is located at different cities and things like that. So if you're in a city or near a city that has has a Museum of Illusions, go and check that out. It was actually pretty fun. So that was my high, celebrating my wife's birthday. The low for me was going back to work. <laughs> going back to work. So with celebrating my wife, I took off uh, time you know, to spend with her. I took off from, from work, from the contract that I'm doing a couple of days so I can spend with my wife. And that's always really fun. And it's very similar to like going on vacation. So whether it's like the holiday season or whatever, coming back from the holiday or coming back from a vacation is so hard. <laughs> it's so, so difficult, especially because I have a desire to be an entrepreneur. I have a desire to, to work for myself. And so I'm in the process of doing that, like freelancing and contracting and trying to get to the place where I can create systems and put things in place so that I can work for myself. 
and not have to clock in somewhere every day, but really get into a place where I can develop those things that can have passive income and really, more importantly, doing things that I really, really care about and the things that I that I'm really passionate about, the things that I believe the most highest gifted me for. Having that mindset, you know, that like ultimately I don't want to be on anybody else's clock, having to be somewhere, having to do this or whatever. But really, no, I I get to go, I get to do the work that I want to do and I enjoy it. I'm not there yet. I'm working on it. So going from this vacation kind of like free-flowing time to having to get up, follow the alarm clock and sort of like, you know, get back into the machine is just kind of a drag. But I'm grateful. Really, I'm grateful. I'm grateful for the contract that I have. And I'm very thankful for the opportunity to be working where I'm working because it it's a it allows me to have a healthy balance between a job work and then passion work that I want to do. So I'm grateful for that, you know, but it's coming off from a high weekend of fun and hanging out, relaxing and stuff, and then having to go back to work. It's just, that's was, that was probably the low for me. That's That was the low for me. In regards to creating, the most creative thing that I've done besides doing all this planning for my wife was singing karaoke at, <laughs> at this karaoke bar. I don't sing. Singing is not my gift. I don't have a singing voice. I can be on pitch. And I think if there's a large group of people, I can harmonize. But singing is definitely not my choice of skills or abilities. And yes, I was not blessed with golden pipes, you know, but it was fun. It was fun uh, singing different songs. Um, One song that I sang with my wife was I'm So Sick by Flyleaf. It's a rock song. (laughs) And I don't think anybody that was with us, any of our friends, they weren't really expecting us to sing that song or to sing it the way that we sang it because it's kind of a screaming screaming voice kind of song at some points. So we we kind of went in on it. It was fun. It was great. I mean, if you've never heard it, go and check it out. I'm So Sick by Flyleaf. That's the most creating I've done. I'm still making shorts and stuff like that, but the most creative thing was singing different songs to the best of my ability. Yeah, I mean, overall, I think I'm doing well. Just trying to get back into the swing of not being on vacation or not celebrating. Working and getting back to just the process of being diligent, dedicated to what I'm doing and handling my responsibilities. Staying focused on doing what's required so I can get what I desire. Because ultimately, like I mentioned a little while ago, what I ultimately desire is to be working for myself and doing my own thing and having the the freedom to pursue my my passion work uh, full time. Let's get into what I was really wanna talk about, really wanna discuss and share with you all. I think this thought kind of came to mind for a couple of reasons. The first reason is from the recent passing of, or murder rather, of Tyree Nichols and seeing so many mixed responses to that situation. And not even about the details of the situation, but more specifically, how people were choosing to respond to the footage that was being shared. So like with everything on the internet, if there is video or if there's a picture, it will circulate. People will share it, retweet it, whatever. I found it really interesting that some people, people's were responses were like, don't send me this. Stop sending me images and videos of people who look like me being murdered or harmed or violence being done. I understand. I get it. We hear and see so much of that practically on a daily basis 
that for our own mental health and our our own emotional well-being, you can't keep watching that stuff. Like I've heard people discuss or talk about the idea of like trauma porn when it comes to movies that are made in Hollywood or things like that. We don't want to keep seeing slave movies. We don't want to keep seeing movies that um, depict black people suffering. We don't want to keep seeing that. Really, the more you see it, the more you hear about it, the more numb you come to it. It's just like, you know, violence that happens at schools. I remember when Columbine happened, it was such a mind-blowing situation. But almost 30 years later, it's sad, but you kind of like shrug it off when another incident like that happens. And it's not good. This idea of like, don't grow numb to the noise, one aspect of it is inspired by the fact that people were responding that way. It's like, no, I can't keep watching this stuff. I, I can't, I can't keep feeding myself this. And the other aspect of it is kind of like on the flip side of that, guarding yourself from those images, but also just like I mentioned with the school shootings and other aspects of things that happen in our society when it comes to violence or neglect, we shouldn't be so comfortable with the fact that this stuff does happen. So much so that we do just shrug it off. We just ignore it. And it's hard because I think there's there's a fine balance there because yeah, you should protect your mental and emotional health. You should gauge how you're going to respond to that kind of stuff. If you know you can't watch videos of people being hurt or harmed, don't watch it. If watching the news sends you into a spiraling depression or causes anxiety, don't watch it. Now, the thing is, there's other ways of getting information besides watching it or listening to it. I know some of us don't like to do it, but you know, you can still read the newspaper. You can still read articles and and there's there's something significantly different from watching content and consuming things through, you know, visually or even auditory listening, auditory um information. When you read it, there's some level of filtering that happens when you consume it, that it doesn't have the same impact of you seeing somebody actually being murdered, seeing somebody oppressed, accosted, anything. It just, it hits different when you're looking at it, when you actually see it compared to when you read it and you try to piece together the images in your own mind. It's, it's totally different. What I want to encourage us is to not grow numb to all of this noise that's around us, to not grow numb to it, but navigate it in a healthy way. As a survival technique, a lot of us develop a layer of thick skin to deal with the nonsense and tragedies we see daily, particularly in regards to our people. If we desire to become beneficial men, though, we can't be numb. We have to feel. We have to care. We have to be sensitive to what's around us. That doesn't mean we become uncontrollable or emotionally reckless. With our awareness and sensitivity, we position ourselves to act and engage when necessary for ourselves, our loved ones, and our community. So we can't be numb if we're supposed to be protectors, if we're supposed to be leaders and serving in our community. We have to still be present, even if it does hurt, even if it is frustrating. To remove that numbness, we have to step away from the noise. And I'm sure if you're like me, there is some level of numbness. You know, you hear a report in the news and you don't even feel like grieving. You just, man, this sucks. It's unfortunate. But the thing is, like, to remove that numbness, we have to step away from the noise. We have to get away from the distractions and violence we, we've become used to. It's not okay when we settle and rationalize violence and trauma to our people. 
whether within or without our community. It's not okay to rationalize and accept abuse towards our women, verbal or nonverbal. For me, I try to find the balance between keeping up with the news and keeping up with what's happening, you know, in, in society or whatever. Sometimes it's just too much. It's like, this is just dumb. This is, I can't, <laughs> I can't do this. Um, but I know recently, I guess it, it is, it's extended for the past two or three years, but it was really interesting hearing all of the responses and reactions to the Megan the Stallion situation where she was shot. Like it was so, it's kind of sad <laughs> hearing so, so many guys like trying to defend this guy and make excuses for him harming a woman. Like in no situation should he have shot her unless she was shooting him or like trying to threaten him with a knife or, you know, trying to take his life in some way. And based off of all the information I've heard, that wasn't the case. Settling and coming to an okay place to be like, well, you know, it's not that bad. Making excuses and clearing his name. But no, it was wrong. It was wrong altogether. There was so stuff like that, like, you know, like, and I get it because there's music that talks about it. There's so much in our, in, in this culture that impacts our community that makes it okay to hurt black women, to do violent acts to them, to not care. And for it to be like, ah, whatever, or she deserved it. What? What? <laughs> like, that's so, again, it's numb. Like, it's, it's wicked. It's, it's not okay. Well, something I'm working on, I mentioned in my previous podcast episode, I'm working on a, a video about platonic relationships. But very often, us as men, us as black men, we only really care about our ladies if they're either family or they're our romantic partner. And like every every other woman, every other black woman outside of that, that sphere, it's kind of like, oh, well, it doesn't matter. Whether it is physical abuse or verbal abuse or whatever, that's not okay. <laughs> that's not okay. And it's not okay to rationalize and accept that many of our youth have broken homes and absent fathers. And I mean, I'm grateful to continue to see more and more posts and, and examples and content showing dads being present. And you know, it's it's exciting and it's awesome. And the reason that, that it is it's exciting and it's awesome is because it's been gone for so long. <laughs> like there's such a deficit that even those small signs are exciting. Maybe that's a sign that we're moving in the right direction. We praise God for it. We still have to keep moving in that direction though, you know? It's also not okay to rationalize and accept the violence that occurs between our brothers. You know, every so often, yeah, we're like, this has got to stop, you know? Like things that happen, but uh, when Offset lost his life, people are really impacted by that in wanting violence to stop amongst our community. But on a grand scale of things, we're not really doing anything to change it. I know that there are probably smaller groups and people who are dedicated to trying to improve things, but we still have a lot of work to do. And it starts with us as men, making sure that we're not settling for mediocrity. We're not settling for this crap. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like we live in a society and participate in a culture that damages us, that doesn't truly support us or our humanity. And the more we sit in it, the more comfortable we become. We're all impacted by white supremacy. We're all impacted by racism. And there's a lot of unlearning things that we have to purge and get rid of. And we've been programmed, really. We've been programmed to not see ourselves 
in the fullness of what God sees in us. Like at the very basis, we are human beings that deserve amazing and wonderful things. But we're taught over and over and over again that we aren't special, that we aren't really valuable, and that we don't deserve much unless we work to the bone for it. And it's not true. You know, that again, there's so much that we have to get rid of in our mind. There's so much renewing of the mind that has to happen. As men, we cannot settle for that form of great mediocrity, being oppressed by this culture and the society and all the things that they tell us, tell us about us, whether it's us as men or about our women, about our children, about our community. And the thing is, we have to unplug from this matrix to reclaim ourselves, our humanity, our people, and our purpose. We're designed to be beneficial, beneficial human beings that live for glory, for good, and for joy in this life. I think the way that we do that, the way that we unplug from this matrix is we have to abstain from media sometimes. I mean, like no movies, no TV shows, no podcasts, like even some YouTube stuff, you know, like really with, withdrawn from the, the greater sphere of media and content that we're constantly being fed day in and day out, day in and day out. I would challenge you, you know, take 30 days, 90 days, you know, six months. I mean, hey, maybe even just two weeks to just turn everything off so that you can reset yourself. And I'm saying this from experience too. Like when I was in college, when I was an undergrad, personally, I, I felt I felt God was telling me to stop watching TV. And at the time, you know, again, this is before like streaming was for real. Like Netflix hadn't fully transitioned away from mailing you DVDs, you know, when you wanted them. And YouTube definitely wasn't what it is that it is now, you know? So like either you're watching whatever is on cable or for me, well, a lot of times I was watching a lot of like DVD box set stuff. And I felt like I was saying, I don't want you to watch anything. I don't want you to watch anything on TV. I don't want you to watch any movies. I don't want you to watch any more DVDs. I don't want you to watch any of that stuff. All I want you to do is spend time reading scripture. I think the other thing was just like listening to sermons and stuff like that. That was it. Maybe if I was at somebody's house or hanging out with friends and something was on, sure. But on my own time, that's all I was doing. Reading scripture, listening to sermons and teachings, maybe some like gospel music. I did that for a few months. And I remember when I felt, I believe God was like, all right, you know, that was enough time for you to um, abstain from those things. I went to the movies with one of my friends. And we went to go see something that was like Ninja Assassin or something like that, whatever, right? Just some action movie. And uh, I remember like 10, 15 minutes into the movie, I was like, yo, I can't watch this. (laughs) I can't watch this. It was so, which is really crazy. It was so like violent and grotesque. But the thing is, I know a year before I wouldn't have noticed, you know, I wouldn't have cared. It would have just been another like cool action movie. But I was sitting there after this like period of like fasting, abstaining or whatever, and just feeling like really, really bad. It's like, yo, this is not right. I should not be sitting here watching people's arms and legs being broken and people being cut up and stuff. And like, I really felt like prudish almost. It's like, oh my gosh, it's like, ah, I can't, I can't do this. I can't do this. And it was just, it was weird, but I was grateful for it though. Cause I feel like once I detached from watching stuff like that all the time, 
um, and being exposed to that kind of stuff all the time, it helped me to almost like rehumanize myself. And the thing is, we watch so much stuff that we just get comfortable with it. Like whether it's, it doesn't even have to be something as intense as violence. It could be lying or, or wickedness or deceit or like adultery and like fornication and stuff like that. We just watch things over and over and over and over and over and over again. We just get exposed to it. And eventually it's just like, oh, yeah, everybody kind of just does it. it. It is what it is, whatever. Sometimes we can watch stuff like thinking about men. We can watch things that are considered toxic masculinity. So like overly aggressive or not being uh, emotionally intelligent and just accepting it. It's like, oh yeah, that's just how men are. Or on the other extremes, you know, and in, in certain content, men come off as just stupid, <laughs> dumb and, and and passive and weak. And like, we're just taking in so much information and images and content. And even though we may think that stuff is not impacting us, it is. And I'm really encouraging you, encouraging all of us, because I still try to find a balance for myself. Like take a step back, unplug from media, you know, for, for a period of time. Spend more time reading. Listen to more beneficial and uplifting content. Get resensitized so you can feel, so you can be empathetic, so you can so you can position yourself to be more beneficial. Like ultimately, it'll help you see the world differently. And I know sometimes that can be hard because again, we hear stuff all the time, day in, day out, whether it's on the news, whether it's coworkers telling us stuff. Try to unplug though. Try to reclaim humanity reclaim that sensitivity that's in you because i know as black men we're told very often that we have to be cold and stoic and hard but that's we're made more complex than that our humanity is more nuanced than that we're supposed to feel we're supposed to be emotional we're supposed to have intuition we're supposed to be empathetic supposed to be able to be sympathetic we're supposed to be able to cry Again, I'm not saying that to say, oh, just go cry everywhere or whatever. But no, like you you should be able to hear about a situation like the whole Megan the Stallion situation. They were like, yo, if that was my sister, yo, I'd be pissed. Regardless of what happened, I'd be pissed. Or if that was my daughter or whatever. Being like, no, I, I, it's not okay that this stuff keeps happening. Or being upset that young brothers keep killing each other. Or even speaking negatively to one another. We shouldn't be okay with music and content and things that degrade us, that degrade one another. Whether it's men talking to men or men talking to women or women talking to men, whatever. We shouldn't be okay with that. And so we have to step away. Sometimes you gotta step away so you can come back and see what's really going on, really be able to feel what's happening. So that's what I encourage you. You know, black man, take some time away, get recentered, get grounded. Tap back in to your humanity so that you can be more present and be in a better position to continue to grow and become a beneficial man. Because our community needs you. Our community needs more men who are really tapped in and really aware of what's going on and actually feels and is impassioned by things and not numb and not passively sitting by as nonsense happens. That's all I really wanted to share in uh, today's episode. Black man, we're called for more than mediocre living. You're here for a purpose, to live for glory and for the good of others. 
Let's do the work and keep choosing to become beneficial for our community. I believe in you. Until next time, go make something for yourself, of yourself, and for glory and for good. Protect your mental mental. Find time for an emotional release valve. If you like the video, if you like the content, please like, share, and subscribe. I really, really do appreciate it. There's more content on the way. And let me know if there's something that you want me to try to touch on. But again, like I said, I got more content on the way. But y'all stay safe. Peace.